uh, the team uh, that he invited to come along in January. Um, I, I think I've discovered, I know, I know the scripture says that he will build his church, but I think I've discovered how to help God do that. So Ben invited the team to come as our guests to worship with us. And then just in the journey of life, they're no longer guests, but they're part of the family. So what I'm thinking is if we can go and find every, every kid's church worker, preacher, teacher, <laughs> and if we can start to, I think time's the right, something to do with time, and if we can give them three and a half months notice, I think God can do a work and bring them here. So maybe we should send a letter to Stephen Furtick, right, and some of the others, and see who he brings, you know, like, who knows? He's our guest, actually, he's in our house now, he's just preaching, like, how good would that be? You got to, jo- I, I love the irony of it, God's just got a sense of humour, you know, like, um, so it, just needless to say, if somebody invites our worship team or others to sing in their church, I'll probably say no, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> Uh, we've been really fortunate over the last couple of weeks because we've had some wonderful, um, you know, visiting ministry with Gary Morgan and then George Snyman just investing into our house, which has just been lovely. Um, but prior to that, I've been talking about hearing God's voice. And so I want to touch on that to a degree and continue to build on that because there are areas of our life where some of us have learned to hear God's voice and some of us are still learning to hear God's voice. What each and every one of us need to grab hold of and understand that Hearing God is easy, but it's a process. Yeah, does that make sense? Easy, hearing God's really simple, but we get better at it as we journey. Yeah? And so I want to have a look at that because can you imagine just for a minute if every, every day, if you could hear God clearly every day, not just occasionally, but every day, and, and not just every day, but every moment of every day. Every situation, every circumstance, every time you're freaking out, yeah? Every time where life is just crud, that you could hear him clearly, yeah? yeah right. oh, and I know there are people that are sitting even here today that are saying, oh, yeah, I, I hear him clearly. I hear God clearly. Well, you know, I'd probably beg to suggest that there are situations that all of us go through, circumstances in life where we've sat there and, and we've thought to ourselves, quietly, in private, God, speak to me. I can't hear you. So for those that say, I do hear God clearly, nah, 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 nah. Even you have circumstances and times in your life where you don't. That's the reality of the world that we live in, yeah? So we have to get better at it so we have fewer of those moments. And so while we journey with people, we can help them as we're being helped by the Lord. Amen? So let's pray, and then we're going to jump into some stuff. And I'm looking at the time. If I don't get through it, we'll continue next week, because we've got the AGM, ACM, annual celebration meeting, and it's important that we get to that on time. And thank you. I'm going to thank you all now. Thank you all for staying. Wow, I'm so glad that you're all staying for the AGM. You know, I would never have thought that we would have had such a response. So in advance, speaking faith and life, thank you for hanging out and being with us as we celebrate people. Amen. Father, thank you for today. We thank you, Lord, for the ability and privilege and honour that we've had to worship you. Just to be able to raise our hands and, and just 
almost God reminding ourselves that you are the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. Father, regardless of the circumstance, the time of day, the week, whatever we've been through, money in our pocket, no money, holes in our pocket, God, we always have a reason to lift our hands and worship you. Lord, you are our God. You are faithful always. And we just love you. We love you in this place. And we ask you, Father, that as I speak, they would be your words. Lord, that you would challenge us. Father, that you would grow us. Lord, that you would convict us, mould us, prune us. Lord, that you would do a work in us. That, Lord, from the moment that we're, we're done and, and the moment that we walk through the doors, that we would be more and more created in the image of ever-increasing glory of your Son, Jesus. That we would smell like him, breathe like him, think like him, speak like him. That those we encounter, Lord, would encounter the living God through us. And we give you all the glory and all the honour. And everybody said? Um, I can't remember where I shared it. might have been in prayer this morning just with the team. But I, I, I read somewhere and I just loved the thought. And it might have been a Gary Morgan thought uh, on social media. But I just love the fact that he posted recently. He just said, you know, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Which means Christ can do all things through us. Yeah. And I love that because we often think, yes, we can do all things in Christ. And we always say it with a strain on our face. Yes, we can do it we can, if we can just hang in there. But the reality is that Christ can do all things through you. Yeah. Yeah? yeah, That's just another level of thinking, isn't it? It's just like for me, you know, I, I was a sinner totally. But now I'm a child of God. Yeah, I don't, I don't sit on the other side of the cross anymore. Do I still make mistakes? Absolutely, totally. But if I was still sinning, how could I be seated in heavenly places with him? How could I be in his, his ambassador if I was still sinning? It doesn't work that way. I was never saved from sin. I was saved from an eternity outside of relationship with God. And he dealt with my sin. And I reckon that's a beautiful place to be. But anyway, all right. So here we go. Let's have a look at what I've written and see what's good and what's not. Because <laughs> there's a lot. Um, I want to suggest for all of us today that, that God has a plan and a purpose for all of us. And the reality is because we're created for an intimate relationship with him, that's what he created us for. Please remember, he created us for an intimate relationship with him. So he could walk and talk with us. God wants to have a relationship with you in every part of your life. He wants to be a part of your everyday life. You're getting up, you're going down. He wants to be a part of your schooling. He wants to be a part of your work. He wants to be a part of your relationship. He wants to be a part of everything, yeah? yeah? And so as we start to hear him clearer, as we journey with him, he starts to speak into those places clearer than ever before. That's why sometimes you read the word and it comes alive. That's why sometimes you're walking through uh, the bush, which is Ballarat, or the country, which is still Ballarat, um, or the city, which is Melbourne, which is not Ballarat, and you just hear him in places yeah, where he just, he just speaks to you. And I love the fact that when you start to hear God in different places, there's a confidence and a trust that starts to build because he wants to be so involved with our lives that he wants us to hear him and he wants us to live like he wants us, that the way he wants us to live. And he brings us to a place where we can invite him into that space. Yeah? yeah? Does that make any sense? Psalm 27, 11 says, Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path for my enemies are waiting for me. Wouldn't it be terrible to be praying a prayer like that? 
Who's ever prayed a prayer, something like that? Lord, teach me how to live. Just teach me what I'm supposed to do next. Yeah. yeah. You want to be sure that you can hear him. The brilliance of a, a, a passage like that, a, a scripture like that, is that for me it's saying that he wants to be involved. Yeah. And if it's penned that here in the Psalms where we're crying out to God, teach me how to live, I'm pretty sure that because he's a good, good father, he's going to answer that type of prayer for us, yeah? So we're created to know God and to be in his family forever. That's pretty special. And he has a plan and a purpose for us, one that he knows. Because he knows everything about us. God's been playing with this message in my head and, and mixing things up, so I'm just deciding where to jump. The ladies had a group here on Friday and they were sharing from Psalm 139. And it was the fact that the Father God knows every moment of your life. He knows when you're really happy. He knows when you're really sad. He knows when you're really good. He knows when you're really bad. It almost sounds like Santa, but better, yeah? He knows it all. And Psalm 139, verse 1 to 4 goes, Oh, Lord, you've examined my heart. You know everything about me. You, you, you have to get these words in your spirit. He knows when you're sulking. Yeah, you can't hide. He knows it. He knows everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. So even when you feel distant from God, and remember that's just a feeling because you can't be distant from God. You're in the Godhead, yeah? The Godhead's in you. Yeah, when you walk away from God, God's still in you. He's not going, like, I'm walking away from God, but look, he's still inside of me. Yeah, you can't get away from God. It's just a feeling. It's not a reality, yeah? Don't, don't believe what, we, what, we, what some of us grew up being taught, that when we do bad, we feel so far away from God, yeah? It's not the way it is. Once you've committed your heart to God, you are with him and he's with you, yeah? You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. That's really scary when you think about my life. The beauty of... Um, the, the beauty of that is that that's telling us that he's our friend and he knows all of our secrets, yeah, all of them. He knows your PIN numbers, right? He knows all of our secrets. He knows what you need. He knows everything about you. And, and the reason that that's such good news, it means we can pray and seek God's will for every part of our life. We can seek, seek his will yeah, when we're facing decisions, when, we're, when we, we're, we're struggling with our kids, when we're going through stuff at work, you know, just all of life's stuff. When you're in a relationship, starting a new relationship, you know, all of that, we can go before him because he knows it. So he can speak into that, yeah? I reckon that's really cool because often we go to others that don't know anything about us and we ask their advice. <laughs> it's really quite strange. Why are we asking people that don't know us that? you know, for their advice when God knows everything. Isaiah 30, 21 says, your own ears will hear him. You need to know that you can hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to turn to the right or to the left. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Psalm 119, verse 133, direct my footsteps according to your word. Let no sin rule over me. Proverbs 20, 24, a person's steps are directed by the Lord. How can anyone understand their own way so here's my suggestion for us today no matter where we are no matter what we're going through good or bad if we'll turn to him and tune our hearts 
to him, we'll be able to hear him for our lives, every part of our life. That's a promise. It's a promise for us, yeah? It's a promise for us. It's a promise for us. I have to emphasize that because I guarantee you 99.9% of us in this room now have been in moments in our life where we have turned to God and the scriptures here are suggesting that we'll hear him, whether to turn left or right, we'll hear him like a voice behind us that he's going to direct our footsteps. But we've been in moments in our life where we have asked God for some direction and some answers and we haven't heard him, yeah? And so, let's see if we can move forward because I, I want us to learn that we can actually learn in the journey. I want us to see that we can learn while we're in the process. It doesn't have to be just the touch of the wand. That we can all be people that hear God's voice and hear it well. Now, we know that his plans for us are good. They're always good. We know Jeremiah 29, 11. So if we know Jeremiah 29, 11, then even if God's ideas and God's directions are unusual or strange, right? we can trust him. You know, when, when God sends people to wash in filthy water to be cleansed, that's unusual. That's strange. When Jesus, obviously, he only, he, the scripture says that he only did what he saw his father doing when he spits in the mud, right? Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Look at that. I'm going to see the way my son does it. It's really good. Fortunately, fortunately he doesn't do it in the house anymore. So then he, 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 he paddles that in the mud and then he wipes it on someone's eye and they get healed. That's unusual. It's strange, yeah? It's totally, totally weird. You and I, if we know Jeremiah 29, 11, that his plans for us are good and not for disaster, to give us a hope and a future, then we need to trust him even when it feels like what he's saying to us is really unusual. Yeah. It's really strange. Yeah? Because yeah. yeah? he can, he just, his ways aren't our, our ways. Yeah? His ways just aren't our ways. Romans 8, 28, and we know that God causes everything to work together for good for those who love God. So he will take an unusual situation, he'll take a strange situation, and he actually turns it for good. We just need to know that we've heard him and not doubt what we've heard. I'll give you an example because it's all, all of that's a, it's a bit messy, but it's a foundation just for points that you need to grab. So Genesis 22. It's a, a really long passage, so I'm debating whether I'll read it all. But from verse 1, sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied, here I am. Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on, on one of the mountains. Yeah, thanks for the clarity, God, which I'll show you. The next morning, Abraham got up. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him along with his son, Isaac. He chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. This, this goes on and on. On the third day of the journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He didn't even know where he was going, but you're going that way to one of the mountains. Yeah? And when you get there, I'm going to let you know. So Abraham's on this journey. We know that he finally gets up there. 
And, you know, his son says, well, what's going on? Where's the, where's the sacrifice? You know, where's the sheep for the burnt offering? In verse 8, God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son, Abraham answered. And they both walked on together. When they arrived at that place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Abraham picked up a knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, yes, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, sorry, here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way, for I know, for now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. And Abraham looked up and he saw a ram caught by its thorns in the thicket. And we know the story. He didn't have to sacrifice his son. So here's what I want to talk about. Because there was something in the journey through those 14 verses of which I didn't read all about. There's something in the process. Often in church life, we teach a lot of people how to speak to God. We teach them how to pray. You know, we talk about prayer. We teach people about the gift of tongues and how to speak in tongues, yeah? But I just want to suggest that it's really more important to be able to hear from God than it is to talk to God. You know, who's ever gone out with a friend that just talks from the start to the end? You don't get a word in. They just talk, yeah? They talk. Um, so you're just, by the time, they, they're still talking. They've not touched their food. You've finished your plate, yeah? And you go away thinking, oh, my goodness, they don't. They just don't shut up. <laughs> I just wanted to share a little bit of what I was going through. I wanted them to hear what was going on in my life, yeah? It's no different with God. It's more important to hear from him than to speak and to speak and to speak because when you hear, you'll know what to speak. In life, naturally speaking, those that have a speech impediment are normally those that struggle with their hearing, yeah? If you can't hear, you don't know the noise that you're making. And here we are often teaching in church life to speak to God without teaching people how to hear from God. Yeah? Can you see the dilemma why we have a generation of people that walk aimlessly with the Lord and thinking, man, I, I don't hear him. But the prophetic, the words of knowledge, all of that stuff should be really natural. Exceptionally so. Everything that I've read, every scripture we've looked at suggests that he speaks into our everyday life, yeah? We need to hear from him. In fact, we can all hear from him. And as we hear, he'll direct us in our lives. You know, I shared once, once upon a time, I, I love the way a GPS works because a GPS tells you where to go. Even yesterday, we took the boys out... Um, uh, for pizza, we were at the Forge out on Sturt Street, we thought we'd get away, and then I normally do a U-turn back on Sturt Street, you know, and head out past the arches. Now I goes, no, no, just turn left up there. I turn left, and then the road's turning around this way, and I turn right, and it's a court. So she goes, you better put the GPS on. Well, you think? You know, like you told me where to go. I thought you would have told me where to go. So I... I I, I love that a GPS can tell you where to go, but not just that. Once you lock in your destination, even if I choose not to listen and I turn the opposite way, yeah? What does a GPS do? It recalibrates, doesn't it? And then, it, and then you see it. It's thinking, going through all the roads, and then it gives you another way to get to the destination that was always planned. 
God's the same, yeah? He has a plan and he has a purpose for us which is good, yeah? It is good. Now, there are times in our life where we decide to turn right or left because of the stuff that we're going through. God doesn't give up on our destination, yeah? He does not give up on our destination. All he does, like a GPS, is he recalibrates, particularly if we can hear, and he just gives us the new, the new way to get to the same, the same destination. That's how he works. Oh, for me, I reckon that's pretty good. Because remember, he's never against us. It's a good plan and a good purpose. He's always for us, always. So you've got Abraham. Mel, can you throw me the water, please? That was a good throw. I really wasn't expecting that. I know. It's okay, love. It wasn't the throw that was the issue. It was the fact that it was straight, which was a miracle. You cannot go home today and say you didn't see a miracle in church. I'm just putting it out there, right? Oh, I'm in so much trouble. <laughs> anyway, so you've got Abraham. He's God's friend. And he says, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love so much. Go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I'll show you. God says, go and sacrifice on one of the mountains, which I'll show you. I reckon, if that was me, I would want more direction. I don't like going, if you can speak to Mel, I don't like going anywhere without knowing exactly where I'm heading. I don't like driving aimlessly. It does my head in, frustrates me. I become anxious because I don't know where I'm heading, especially then if I, if I turn into a street and there's traffic, then I'm like, I'm freaking out, you know. You, you can ask Mel, I've driven into shopping centre, car parks before, and there's so many cars, and I can't go where I want to go, so I just leave. See you later. I'm not even going to shop now. Yeah. So you've got Abraham. That gets, Listen, go out there. Um, hold on, where's Mount Warren Heap? Go towards Mount Warren Heap. Uh, head out that way, but there's a couple of other hills out that way. Yeah. And when you get out that way, um, you'll know, and I want you to do some stuff out there in that direction. Be like, exactly where? When I get out there, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit Yankee Flat Road. Do I turn left or right? No, no, when you get out there, you'll know. I don't know about you, but I would hate that. I would totally and utterly hate that, yeah? And the issue for us, for you and I, is that God doesn't work in specifics. He doesn't deal in detail, yeah? He's not some architect on a computer working with CAD that gives you the finer points. He just doesn't do that. It's not, it's not how he works. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith, not by sight. Psalm 119, 105, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So God's not great with details. Our God that has all the details, he knows it all. He knows the beginning, knows the end, yeah? He's not good with detail. He knows it, doesn't share it. Like he just doesn't share it. You've got to ask yourself, why doesn't he share it? It's because if, we've got too, if we have too many facts, if we have too many details, then we don't need faith. Do we? I don't need faith anymore. Yet we walk by faith and not by sight. So here's Abraham who's been longing and waiting for this child his whole life and answer to his life's prayer. Yeah? His life's prayer. This is... The thing that I'd longed, we'd longed for our whole life. 
Sarah and I, this is, he, this is, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you for answering. And God says, by the way, I need you to do something that's so insane, so unusual, so weird. And not only does he ask him to do something that's outside of the box, then he tells him to go to a place that he doesn't know. <laughs> uh, God, exactly where do you want me to go? Oh, you'll know it when you get there. I wouldn't like it at all. I'd be, come on, God, where exactly am I going? Where is this place? If you don't show me, if you can't show me, I can't go. If I don't know whether to turn right when I get to Yankee Flat Road or turn left, then I'm not making a turn until you tell me. My thought is, many of us actually treat God exactly like that. He speaks to us. We're unsure because it's a little bit unusual. It's a bit out there. requires faith. We want some detail, some clarity. We want that blueprint. He doesn't give it because he doesn't, he doesn't deal with details. And so we go, listen, God, we can't go. You, we, we're not going until you show us exactly what's going on. Until you can actually show us the picture and where we're going to end up and how we're going to get there and what time of day. And until that happens, we're not going to go. And if we're to be honest, if we're to be honest, I reckon so many of us have got not one story but multiple stories where we've dealt with God, even subconsciously like that. We've just stopped in our journey because he hasn't given us the detail that we wanted. But that, that scripture in Genesis started off with, you know, um, he was putting Abraham to the test. Where is it? Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Verse 1. He was testing his faith. Sometimes, you know, there's stuff that's happening in our life and it's testing our faith. We've got to be able, like Abraham, to journey. Because here's what we have to learn. When God has something for us to do, something that's really important, he's not going to give you the details. I guarantee you. He won't give you the details. He'll give you an idea, give you a picture, give you a snapshot, but he's not going to tell you A, B, C, D all the way through to Z. Yeah. Because he's going to use not just the destination, but he's also going to use the journey to teach us something. Yeah. That's how our father works. He uses the whole kit and caboodle, the destination and the journey, to teach us to trust him, but more so he, he uses it to teach us how to hear his voice. Yeah? Think about Matthew. This is what God's been talking to me about this morning. In, verse four, in chapter 14, it says, verse 22, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Yeah? It's a picture of what happens in life. Storms happen in life. Stuff happens in life. Yeah? Yeah. Now, during the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them. So in the middle of the storm, yeah? Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. So sometimes God's trying to get our attention in the midst of what we're going through in life that he sent us on the journey anyway at times and it seemed really unusual and strange, but now stuff's not working out like we imagined. Yeah, 
and he turns up and we're thinking, that's not even him. Yeah? I'm freaking out. I had this dream. It was a nightmare. Well, maybe it was God trying to get your attention. Hello, right? In the middle of your storm. It's a ghost, they said, and they cry out. But Jesus, Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Now he says, it's I, don't be afraid. Peter's response, isn't this us? Lord, if it's you, right? If he's just heard his voice. Man, this is so us in our faith. We hear his voice and then we go, oh, I don't know if that was God. God, what's the best thing about me? You smile. Oh, what would God say? That was obviously my thought. If you just ask God a question and you got an answer, it was God. Yeah? It was him. He's always first. The other voices are going to come, but he's always first. Yeah? And so here we've got, here we've got the disciples. And Jesus says, take courage. It's all right. Don't be afraid. Peter's heard him and he goes, Lord, if it's you, if it's you, tell me to come yeah, on the waves. And Jesus says, come. You know what I love? Jesus answered his question, but still didn't answer the initial reaction of who he was. He just repeated what Peter wanted. Lord, I, you know, I just need this. I'll go get it. Lord, is that you? Well, my point is that Peter didn't know. The disciples didn't know if it was Jesus. And so they're freaking out. Jesus says, it's me, but he never calls himself by name. And then Peter, even though he hears him, he questions his voice. Yeah, he questions his voice and says, if it's you, tell me to come. I love the fact that Jesus didn't say, Peter, it's me, it's Jesus, come. He just used the word come, yeah? The initial doubt that was there, the initial insecurity that was there, was still there, I guarantee you, because I, didn't, I don't read the other disciples jumping out of the boat. So in the midst of this storm, Peter hears the voice of God, yeah, but doesn't recognise him and asks him a question. And Jesus actually never actually says, by the way, it's me, it's God. And so many of us go through our lives and through our storms, and because God doesn't clarify us, who, who he is and doesn't give us finer details, we are often like the other 11 disciples sitting in the boat. And we look at these men and women of God that Stephen Furtick was talking about, yeah, that we seem to do greater things that have actually heard his voice and decided to act on it. Now, it's a really unusual picture. Peter was able to hear God's voice hear Jesus' voice clearer than the other disciples because while they're on the boat, the, the journey that they're on, yeah, it wasn't just about getting to the other side. It was the process. In the midst of the storm, Peter had learnt to hear his voice. Yeah, So God tells Abraham to take his son, his only son, to a place somewhere that he'll show him. And I want to suggest that God's using the test to train Abraham's ears to hear him when there's trouble. He's using the test to train Abraham's ears to be in tune with him when the pressure's on. He's teaching him in the journey to hear him when life's at its worst. And most of us, if we're to be honest, when life's at its worst, 
we actually stop hearing him and all we do is entertain our own voices because God's voice is always uplifting. It's always encouraging. It's always strengthening, yeah? Always, 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 always because he's a good, good God. If you remove the cross, he's still a good, good God, yeah? After the cross, you see it more and more and more and more. He doesn't speak things to make you feel ashamed or guilty or pull you down, yeah? He doesn't challenge you or give you things that you can't already take care of, yeah? I've already suggested that many of us here have cried out at times and said, Lord, I don't know how to get through this. I don't know what to do. What's, what's the next step? And I want to say that he's always speaking in the turmoil. He's always speaking in the mess. If we listen, if we can listen, we'll hear him say, this is what we'll hear him say, just keep walking. Don't give up. Just keep going. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Don't give up. Just keep moving. Just keep moving, yeah? He promises that in his word. Doesn't he say, I'm directing your steps? Psalm 37, 23, the King James Version says, I'm ordering your steps. We just need to take the next step rather than stopping because the GPS has stopped speaking, yeah? Yeah. It's a process. It's a journey. And I, I, I just so feel for Abraham on this journey because so many of us have been in the, on the same journey. So many of us have had multiple journeys that we've walked through that we don't understand what God's doing in our life. We have no idea. And though he's speaking to us in the storm, we're not hearing. Yeah, And we're listening to all the voices around us except for the one voice that we're supposed to be able to hear, that's supposed to speak life into our life. You know, he's traveling with his son and some servants. Think about it. There must have been people around Abraham that were saying, what are you doing? Where are you going? Are you sure you're going in the right direction? You know, again, I reckon there are people here that have had others in their lives that have asked you that question. Are you sure? Really? Are you going to leave your job? Are you going to change schools? Are you sure you're going to go out with that person? Oh, you're going to go to that church. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, really? All of us have had people that have spoken insecurity and doubt into our lives, that have questioned rather than have built up. And it would have been the same for for Abraham. And with all these questions, yeah, the irony is that Abraham didn't know exactly where he was going because God didn't tell him, so he couldn't answer. God only gave him a direction. You know, there's nothing harder than when you're a leader taking people on a journey that when they ask for questions, that when they ask questions that you don't have an answer for. Well, sometimes I don't have an answer. What's your five or ten year plan? Hello, God speaks to me today. His manner's fresh every day. Yeah, but what about five or ten years from now? I'll ask him then. Yeah? Even in the world, they've realized that planning ahead should only be planned for a year to two max because culture changes so much. Yeah? And yet, he's Abraham. Could you imagine his servants? You've been walking. Like, it feels like for ages, where are we going? Are we there yet? Like kids, yeah? See, when, when you're a leader, not just in church life, but a leader in your home, in business, you know, in your relationships, in your life's destiny, there's nothing more difficult than when someone asks 
a question that you don't have an answer for. Because sometimes you're just waiting on God's answer. Yeah? Sometimes you've got to wait for it. He's always going to speak, and often he speaks in the midst of the storm. We're waiting to get to the other side to hear him. He's talking to you when you're freaking out. Yeah? God just isn't into our plans. I'm sorry. He's just not. Proverbs 16.9, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. You've got to love that, don't you? Especially when you've spent hours and weeks and months planning something. And then you read that scripture, it's like, I'll rip that page out. Don't like it. It won't work for me now. God will tell us the next step when we're on the journey. God will tell us the next step when we're in the process. For those of you that feel as though you struggle to hear the voice of God, the promises alone dictate that he will speak to you and you will hear him. We just have to be open to the process, open to the journey. It doesn't happen overnight, but it will happen, and it will happen for each and every one of us. We can all hear Father God for ourselves and for each other. Just stop asking for specific details. <laughs> He's just going to say, walk, just keep going. But, but, but what about, no, no, shh, just keep going. But, but, but what about, shut up and just keep going. That's how God speaks to me. We all have a personal relationship with Jesus and Jesus speaks to you the way that is accustomed for you that you're going to hear. If I keep pestering God about something, I get, come on, Andrew, start up, just keep going. Just keep going. It's like the time when I gave and I shared, you know, when he called me a tight person, so I didn't give what I should have gave. You know, God speaks to me like that. That's okay. That's not you and it's not the enemy. It's just God speaking to you the way that you'll understand. Is that okay? If God spoke to me the way that he spoke to Mel, I'd be really concerned. I really would because I just, we operate different, yeah? Stop asking for specific details. We walk with our feet and we listen with our heart. I'm the lamp to your feet. There's just enough light for the next step. So with every step of faith, he'll speak, yeah? You need to know that. And here is the goal. The circumstance, the seasons that we find ourselves in, the season that he placed Abraham in, was so he could train his ear to hear him. God's desire is you, yeah? In fact, God's desire is the person next to you. And I know that's a struggle, depending on who's sitting next to you, right? But God's desire is everyone in the house, yeah? Every single person, the person behind you, in front of you, those that slept in this morning, those that aren't at church, those that are at other places, you know, all over the world. God's desire is a relationship with you. He wants to speak with you, full stop. Yeah, He actually sent his son Jesus to invite you and bring you and adopt you back into his family. He flat out wants you. Yeah, yeah? Flat out wants to speak with you. Sometimes you just have to shut up. Yeah? Or turn off the noise in the background. We get into these storms of life and we're freaking out. We, we have these moments of despair, but here's what we've got to learn. The problem is not the problem. And, and the issue is not the issue. The problem and the issue exist so we can learn to hear his voice. Yeah? It's actually an opportunity. Glass is half full. You're a Christian. Yeah? You, you, 
We're aliens, sojourners, the Bible says. We don't think like the world thinks because we have a hope, yeah? Our eternity is assured. God allows these times that we go through. He doesn't create the stuff that we go through, yeah? He doesn't do that. We're not puppets on a string. But he allows the stuff that we go through, yeah, and these circumstances, he uses them to train us so that we can hear him, so we can grow in trust, yeah? And it can be uncertain, it can be unstable, but we just need to take the next step. We just need to keep the process going. We just have to keep journeying, yeah? Yeah. But way, 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 way too much to go through. So, yeah, I think next week. I'll finish with this. When Abraham was three days away, he knows that what's in front of him is the place. The scripture said that. Genesis 22.4. On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He's trying to find out where he's going and then he just knew. He just knew, yeah? It was inside of him, he just knew. Just like that. When we journey with the Lord, when we're going through the process with the Lord, there are questions that we have. The answers will just come, yeah? yeah? yeah. In the journey, if you continue the process, yeah. if you haven't stopped and given up and turned back, mm-hmm. yeah? You'll be on the journey of life with these unanswered questions and all of a sudden you'll just know. You'll, God's actually started to speak. God's actually taught him how to hear his voice intuitively yeah, on the journey, in the process. It's like shopping, husbands, when you shop with your wives and you ask them what they're looking for, who's ever heard this? I don't know, but when I see it, that's just ridiculous. You don't know, but when you see it, you'll, oh, come on. How long is this going to take? Well, when I see it, God... God teaches us to hear him like that too, yeah? But he already knows the answer. But in the journey, it comes to this point that within us, it's like, oh, yeah, how did I not see that before? How did I not know that before? Oh, my goodness. I wonder why I have an answer to that now. And things just start to fall into place. Why don't we stand because of time? And I just want to continue some of this next week. So we're going to jump to verse 5 next week of that chapter. It's good stuff. Some takeaways for today. Yeah. Some takeaways for today. And then I'm going to ask a question. We need to know that God is good and he's good all the time. Yeah. We need to know that he's good, he's good all the time. We need to know that his plan and his purpose for us is good and prosperous all the time. Yeah? He doesn't change his mind. He doesn't send you through a rough trot now or have a plan for your life to fall apart, all that sort of stuff. The flat tire on the blue car with the P plates that side was not part of God's plan. Right? We're just putting it out there and yeah, we're laughing because by the way, someone might need a help to change a tire. If anyone's really good with that, <laughs> see Jesse and he could use it. But 
God does good things all the time for us, where he wants us to go in our life. Even when stuff we're going through, when we're going through a storm like Peter in the boat on that lake, even when we're going through storms, he still has a plan and purpose for us that is good. His GPS is just recalibrating because all he's going to do is give you a different way to get to the same destination. Unfortunately, we're going through some bad stuff right now, some choppy seas. But hey, if we listen, we're going to hear him smack in the middle of that. And that's for every believer, every son, every daughter, regardless of whether you walk with the Lord for one week or whether you've been walking with him for 101 years, he wants to speak to you. He wants your ear. And he's going to use where you're at right now to train them to hear him. Yeah? Because the best you is the best you for everybody around you. Is that okay? So we're going to pray. Jess, can I have some keys? Jesse, is that all right? Just some keys. I'm finishing mid mid-sermon, it's happening a lot lately because I talk a lot and um, we'll just continue next week. If we can understand those things, yeah, if we can understand those things, then when we're going through the storm, we will continue. If we're on the boat, we'll continue to row. If we're going through life, we'll continue to walk. If stuff's happening, we'll continue to drive. We won't stop. We won't pivot. We won't turn. We won't do a 180 and disappear and walk away from the Lord. We won't do those things, but we'll stand firm and we'll persevere and we'll keep walking straight because we know that in the process of what we're going through, in that storm of life, yet on that journey, we're about to hear him in a new way. In what we've looked at today, we're going to hear him intuitively. We're going to get an answer for a question that we never had, but that answer is only going to come if we keep walking in the process, if we keep walking in the journey, because the minute we stop, then there's not much that he can do. Yeah, (laughs) We have to keep walking. And the thing that keeps us walking is knowing that he is good all the time, that his plan for us is good all the time, that where he wants to go, his destination for us hasn't changed. He's just giving us a new direction because of what we're going through. Yeah, he's always good because he's a good, good father. And so I'm going to do what I always love to do. I'm going to ask everyone in the house to close their eyes. It's my way of checking obedience in the house. No, it's not. It's just it's to cut out distractions, yeah? And we're going to pray because I know there are, I know there are people in the house now that are going through storms, yeah? There are people that are going through storms that have no answers. Some of those storms are an overnight storm, but some of those storms you feel like you've just been there for so long. It's a real overwhelming sense of God. There's a sense that you don't hear Him, that He doesn't know where you're at, but He does. He so does. He knew Abraham was taking the promise to sacrifice the promise. He knew where Abraham was going. Abraham just had to stick to the journey so that he could hear the Father's voice. Whoever it is in the house today, whatever storm you're going through, you just need to stay on the journey. Keep Allow the process to be complete because he will speak to you. And there's an answer for you. With every eye closed at the moment, 
if you have a sense that your life, you just feel like you're in a storm without an answer, unable to hear His voice, without worrying about the person on the left or the right in front of you or behind you, I just want you to raise your hand so I can see, so we can pray with you. If that's you and you need to hear God clearer, yeah? You need to, you know that you're in a storm. You don't know why, but the answer's coming. The answer's coming. Will every child of God, wherever you are, place your hand on the person next to you? Hands went up, four or five, six hands went up. There are people that need to know his voice. And we need to know that we are kings and priests of the kingdom, that we believe in the ministry of the body of believers. And so even with your hand laid on the person beside you, I want you now just to start praying. Just pray. Whether they're one of the people or not, just pray that they will hear God in the storm. Just pray that they'll recognize His voice. Pray that you'll, they'll have a Peter moment, that even after he hears his voice, he asks a question, but he hears the answer and he moves out. Father, right now, we know that there are children, God, in this house and, Father, all over, Lord, that are hurting, sons and daughters of the living God, our brothers and our sisters. Lord, people that have felt almost separated from you because they can't, they feel as though they don't hear your voice with the noise, God. With the noise of the enemy, Father, with the noise of their own thoughts, God, with the noise, they can't hear you. But Lord, this day we're praying, Lord, for an impartation of your spirit that is so powerful, God. Lord, that it will bring clarity. Lord, and in, intuition is not the right word, but a knowing on the inside, a knowing in the knower that God, the living God, is speaking into their life. Because, Lord God, you will turn us, tell us to turn left and to turn right. Father, you'll give us the direction on the journey. And, Father, some of us need that direction now. So, Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, will you pour out your peace. Pour out your peace upon every individual. That, Lord God, when we walk away from this place, Lord, we'll start to hear you. Lord, we'll hear you in the voices of those that are around us. Lord, we'll hear you in the word that we read. We'll hear you in the worship that we sing. God, we'll even hear you when we're watching Avengers Affinity War. Lord God, we will hear you in our everyday life. Because your plan and purpose for us is good. And it's good all the time. So, Father, thank you for the hearts that you're restoring, the confidence that you're building, the bravery and the courage that, Father, you're, that, that you're fanning into flame right now. Lord, we know that the best is yet to come always, that we go from one level of glory to the next, from a place of strength to another place of strength, that we are transformed into the image of your Son with ever-increasing glory. Father, we thank you. Lord, we take hold of this moment. We speak it over our lives. We claim it for each other. And all the people in the house said, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Have